what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are right now live with a live. <laughs> I like it. You like it? Like yeah? It. Okay. To be totally transparent with you all, we are not quite sure what to name this podcast yet. So if you guys have any suggestions, please feel free to comment and let us know. And we'll definitely put a vote out there. Um, and we'll obviously think to ourselves what it is we would like to call this as well. And so welcome to our first podcast. Uh, right now we have Rakan and Pearl with us. And uh, the reason why we are starting off with this podcast is because we really want to share with you guys uh, why we do what we do, mm-hmm. who it is that we are as alive as a team and as individuals, and what it is that we're able to offer um, to the world and what makes us so unique compared to every other uh, fitness company out there. And I know a lot of people always you know, say that they are unique and they are unique in their own way, but we have a, a definitely a different approach in which we're so excited to share. We've seen such success through all of our clients, not only just physically, um, but uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The transformation they've had has been truly profound. And so let's dive right into it. Uh, so first, why alive? You know, why we do what we do? Um, pretty much we're in the business of personal transformation. Um, even though people perceive us as physical coaches, we are in the business of personal transformation in whatever that would look like. Yeah. Um, and we believe that we facilitate an environment where it's able to come through each person. We don't tell them what to do. We don't tell them what to think. We are simply an example of what it looks like and we share our insight and eventually with the right environment, it naturally comes through them, you know? And that's how we do what we do. Um, The biggest thing is that we ourselves have been through some sort of adversity, some sort of challenge, or even like I myself have suffered drastically in life. Um, And I'm sure a lot of us have. And through the suffering I had, fitness as my vehicle to help me break through my own personal limitations, um, whether it was physically or mentally. And that's why we believe that fitness is such a powerful vehicle. And that's why we use it to uh, help people through their own personal transformation. And then we have other formal modalities as well to help them break through uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is kind of a gist of who it is we are at Alive. Um, and what we're able to do and why we do what we do. And then, so I really want to uh, introduce our coach who has been with us for about eight months now. I think eight months, yeah. Yeah, eight months. Around eight months. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Rakan. Should you explain what the Alive is, maybe? Like the A.Live? Oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, maybe I should explain yeah. that, right? So <laughs> Alive, which is A.Live, stands for Awaken and Live. Ultimately, um, through the personal transformation, uh, we encourage people to live at like a, a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. So awaken and live to your greatest potential is pretty much our mantra and our tagline right there. Thank you, Pearl. You're welcome. Yeah, and that kind of gives like those words, like awaken and live to your highest potential. That, I think that puts it all in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so once again, this is uh, Coach Rakan. And you know, he's been with us for eight months. <laughs> Mind you guys, he's a little nervous as well. Yeah. We all are because it's our first, first podcast. We're also uh, videotaping this as well, so we're going to be releasing some content. But we always find that in all of our conversations, in all of our meetings that we've had previously, there's so much value that we share yeah. amongst one another 
that oftentimes we think to ourselves, man, we should have recorded that yeah. so that we can share it with others, right? Yeah. You know, I can see Pearl nodding her head like All the time. <laughs> All the like, time. Like, oh man, that was fire. Should have got that. But the thing is now, like, we're trying to have a conversation and stuff, but I feel like there's another person in the room that I can't see. So it's just like, I don't know. Like, but it's okay. Let go and flow, right? Yeah, let exactly. go and flow. Let go and flow. Yeah. So should I start? Yeah. Wow, where did I start? Tell us your story. Tell us your story. Like, what got you into fitness at first? Well, one of the biggest reasons, I think, or the main reason I got into fitness was because when I was in high school, I think I was going into grade 11, I kind of went through a very, you know, hard part, a very, yeah, I had brain surgery. I had a tumor. It was a benign tumor. And that kind of like flipped my world upside down. Um, I think I was too young and to like register really what was happening and what was going on. It was kind of just a blur. Um, and now ever since I've been with you and working with, you know, Alive and being part of this team, I've, you've really like helped me dig deeper in understanding, you know, who I am and what locked up kind of emotions and um, feelings that I have on a, like you always say, like a cellular level. So yeah, like fitness was there to, to take me out of that spot. Like I remember my mom, when I, after coming back to Jordan, where I'm from, uh, after surgery, she right away was like, you need to get into the gym. Like you need to go work out. You can't sit around. You can't, you know, you need to get moving. And oh, and I also remember like, maybe it was like two weeks after my surgery, I still had a scar. I still had like some swelling. And my dad just woke up one morning. He was like, okay. Like, we're going on a hike. <laughs> and the man took me on a four-hour hike. Like, I forget what mountain we were on. Four hours! Yeah, oh and he was like, we're going to the peak. I think it was like the Lion's Head or something. Okay. Was it called? Like, here in Vancouver. Yeah, oh, Lions, yeah. Lions. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. Holy shit. And like, so I, I was hiking like two weeks out of my surgery. Like, yeah. brain surgery. And then like, we got to like, this viewpoint. And I was like, yo, man, like, I didn't want to quit because his friend was there too. So I like, <laughs> was like, trying to walk, trying to walk, trying to walk. And then I was like, and I can't. The mosquitoes were everywhere. I was sweating. And yeah. then, like, my head and all of that. Mm. But yeah, they were very much like, they didn't want me to like, just sit. Mm -hmm. right they wanted me to move mm -hmm. so then I went back to Jordan um, and then yeah my mom worked with the trainer before there and she kind of called him up and was like hey listen like I want my son to come in he's a great guy uh, his name is Ahmed like I kind of like on one-to-one -one fitness in Jordan like I'll always say that he's the one who like really like showed me the benefit of training mm -hmm. like really so I started working with him. Um, I'd go after school, like my school days would finish at 6 p.m. Started training, training, training. And it was like casual workouts, light workouts, but just to get moving. Then I went to university and my roommate, uh, Ben, call him Benji, he's a big dude, like, you know, short, but like pretty jacked, right? And then More jacked than like, me? Oh, dude, like this guy was a monster, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was a monster, what? man. What? Bro, I've seen this guy like fucking dip three plates, like, did you, you see my uh, Instagram video the other day? Or did you just I think that was two plates. Though. That was three plates, dude. Oh, it's three? That was three oh, plates, Okay, yeah, but he I was in my Instagram video with us. He was 18. Four plates? He was 18. Yeah, that's fine. He was 18. That's fine. I was, he was 18. It's <laughs> fine, actually. Anyway, but Ben, ben was also like a, a big part of my fitness journey because um, Ben kind of showed me, like, took me into the world of, like, bodybuilding and weightlifting. And, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, I'd go every day with this guy. Like, every single day. First year, we were living together in the dorms. He went with him every day i was eating with him like watching videos we were watching like 
what's his name? Um, just all these different bodybuilding videos, like motivational videos. And honestly, that's what kept me on track in school. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I knew that, okay, like I'm going to study, I'm going to work. And then, okay, I got the gym with Ben. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go train with Ben. I'm going to go train with Ben. And then it was always like, he was pushing such heavy weight at that time. Like I was struggling on the dumbbells with 45 pounds and he was like throwing up nineties, you know, I'm just like repped, repped, repped. And I was like, shit, like I want to be there. Yeah. So I kept going, kept going. Um, and then, yeah, like after university, uh, or during university, I decided I want to take my certification mm-hmm. and just get certified as a trainer, see if I could like, you know, work here and there in school, like train people, do some programming and stuff. I wasn't really committed to it, but then I realized, you know, when I moved back to Vancouver, I was like, I want to do something that I love. I want to do something that I enjoy. And what I enjoy is fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's brought me a lot out of a lot of dark places and it's kind of like, you know, guided me through and has been there with me all the time. Like the gym's always there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what's like the beautiful thing about it. And it really brought my, my head and my body, like my mind and my body into one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then I became a trainer. I worked at a gym, learned a lot of experiences, like went through a lot, I learned so much and the people around me, um, you know, taught me a lot and yeah. and then. I met you <laughs> and then kind of my life changed again. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, backtrack a little bit. And you said that cause we want to, the, the biggest thing, the biggest, the biggest key that we want to share with people is, um, so you believe in leaders lead by example and it's always us first. Yeah. And there is, there's a reason why all three of us are in a room together. And there's a reason why all three of us are building this together right now. Um, and that's because we all have the same, um, desire to use fitness, to share with people, to break through whatever they're going through. Because a lot of people go through challenges and adversities, but they get stuck. And like you talked about a dark time, some people get lost in a dark time and they yeah. get stuck in a dark time. But you had fitness help you through that dark time. Yeah. And if you could um, share with us and elaborate more, like how did fitness help you through that dark time? What dark time were you facing specifically, if you could share with us? Honestly, a lot of like trying to understand and to deal with what had happened, the situation in terms of like, you know, you know, having a seizure and then all of a sudden waking up on a stretcher and, you know, being in an ambulance and then all of a sudden, like, I'm in a hospital room and I'm like, they're giving me like all these drugs and then I'm being wheeled from room to room and Mm -hmm. it's just like, all of that was trapped. Yeah. And I didn't know at the time, I wasn't emotionally intelligent intelligent enough to express it with my words, right? So I needed something that was going to, and I've always been a physical person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love playing sports. I love like wrestling with my friends. Like there's always that. So I feel like that helped me not forget, but kind of because I wasn't emotion as emotionally intelligent as I am today. I think that helped me kind of find peace in the moment, in the moments when I was at the gym, mm-hmm. because there was no distractions around me. It was just me in the gym and what I had to accomplish in the gym. And also like made me feel happy, made me feel better about how the way I looked, like I was seeing like my pecs were coming out, you know, I'm like try, by, you know, my back. And I was like, oh shit, there's progress. <laughs> you know, it looks good. Like I'm moving, I'm moving on. I'm like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I was moving forward. That's what it was. And I wasn't being stuck in the, the fact that like, oh my God, like I just had surgery or like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go out and party. I can't like go out and drink with my friends. You know, you're in high school, like you want to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it was just like a 
really a way of me letting go and I'm not exp- expressing yourself expressing somewhere. myself yeah, yeah exactly especially yeah, with all the events that you went through yeah and the trauma that you might have locked into <clears throat> your body you didn't even yeah. know and like you said you weren't somebody who was very verbal yeah. so you need to express it some way and fitness was that for yeah. you this form of expression which is like any other art as well no. now going through that process you know if there was you know anybody in a situation where they felt like they were stuck as well and they were thinking about using fitness to help them break through that you know what is one advice you would give them um don't like don't be insecure about how you're going to look in the gym or how it's going to feel walking into the gym like I, my biggest advice is is just go and honestly like sweat mm-hmm. like just sweat like no matter what it is you can walk on the treadmill you can go do a stairmaster you can just stretch you could do yoga you could do there's so many different options but the main thing is just go and sweat like just go and move your body because once you move your body you're gonna feel so good after mm-hmm. and you're gonna feel like you've accomplished something it's like doing your bed in the morning you know you make your bed in the morning and you go off on your day even though you had a shit day you come back and your bed's made mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's like a task that has been accomplished a little things like that yeah and it's yeah. like something that you know you can do it's like even if you go so for simple 30, yeah even if you go for, it's so simple to <laughs> say but I know it's hard to do so hard to do because one of our friends who's 32 just told us he made his bed for the first time oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah who yeah. You, you didn't know no oh, yeah. no but like, I'm not gonna say his name. Yeah, I know. That's I'll share crazy. with you. I'll share with you next time. But he's probably listening to this right now. But no, you need to. You need to. Like, you need to get moving. And honestly, even if it's as simple as going for a walk, mm-hmm. like yeah. just move. The worst thing you can do is sit at home and sit in the on the couch or sit in bed and like curl up and just keep thinking and thinking and thinking of like what's gonna happen because your mind is just gonna like keep digging itself yeah. in the hole and it's gonna work against you. Because your mind is a great structure. It knows your weaknesses. It knows your failures. It knows your doubts. It knows everything about you. And oftentimes, there's a quote that says, if you live in your head, you're dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quoted by Tony Robbins. You you have to move. You have to move the body. You have to move the body. body. Like, we got legs and arms. Progress is key, man. Like you said earlier. Right? You're progressing. And that's what it was for you. It was that vehicle of progression and growth. Yeah. Because if you're not in growth, you're in decay. So... That consistent growth had definitely uh, helped you oh, in that 100%, time. 100%. Um, so I got to ask, what makes you a great coach? What makes me a great coach? Yeah. It's a hard-hitting question. Oh, yeah. What makes you a great coach? Wow. Now, he's honestly searching himself for this, yeah. which is great. Yeah. You're searching your feelings for this, which is amazing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring out the like bring the words to describe how I feel and I would say what makes me a great coach is the atmosphere I'm able to create with a client when the client comes in no matter who they are where they come from and what they want to accomplish I know that I can create an environment where you will feel comfortable and you'll feel motivated and you'll feel not the push towards your goal, but rather the pull towards your goal. Mm. Yeah. And I think I create a very like loving environment and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to give you myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you anyone else. I'm not going to 
be fake. I'm not gonna like create an environment where like is tailored towards like yeah, it'll be in a way like tailored towards your goals and what you want to accomplish. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'll be I'm very genuine with, yeah. with my clients and. I just want them to have a good time. I want them to come move. I want them to f- walk out of the gym feeling like they accomplished something and feel, you know, even if it's 1% better than when they first walked in. Yeah. I think that was it. That's good, man. That's really so, good. Right? You know, there's something I could share with you guys as well. I mean, one of uh, Rakan's clients, Annie Yo. Oh, I love you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the same story now. But she said one thing that... that really shows the value that we offer as well as like we are as coaches as a whole as a team we're so engaging with our clients um and she's been to other trainers outside of us she's been even like the most bougiest gyms in downtown vancouver um, and still has come to us and said you guys are the most engaging you're the most knowledgeable you're the most passionate um, I mean, I want to be there. I want to be yeah. there with you, like step by step, step by rep step. by rep, like yeah. every single sweat drop yeah. that comes off of you. Like I am there with you a hundred percent, and I'm like in the workout with you. Yeah. Like if I'm not doing it physically, like I'm there though. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. like you're not alone. That's good, man. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have anything you else want to share? Um, no, I'm just like really enjoying this experience <laughs> and I'm really enjoying the fact that like I got comfortable yeah. and I'm able to like, you know, let go and flow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to be here with you and Pearl. Oh, thanks, I dude. really am. Thank you. Blessed. Blessed. All right. Next up. Ooh. Ooh. The new addition of the team. She's actually been with us for about like three months now. Three months, Pearl. She's been our online, used to be dietitian. However, she recently had to let go of that license. Um, and now is our nutritionist and one of our coaches as well. Yay! Thank you for that introduction. Hi everyone, my name is Pearl. Some of you may know me, some of you may not. As Andrew mentioned, I, my training and background is in dietetics. Went to UBC and I was a dietitian for about eight months. It feels so weird to talk in past tense because I just gave up my license like on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I was a dietitian. And for I great worked, reason. For a really good reason which i'll explain but i worked at the hospital doing clinical dietitian work and a lot of bedside nutrition assessments and talking to clients or patients that weren't really in the best state a lot of them were sick because they're in the hospital for a reason and my role was to just assess them see how they're doing if they have any deficiencies look at their lab work talk to doctors talk to nurses and just figure out how to get them eating because if you're not eating at the hospital you can't leave so they want to make sure people are eating or going to be able to nourish themselves to get better and heal because you do need proper nutrition to heal from any sort of trauma or illness. So that was not fulfilling for me though because I've always known I wanted to work with clients, do one-on-one, do more educational and preventative health versus treatment of health. And I started my own business technically in January, beginning of January of this year. And I started to get some clients and I started to work with Andrew and Rakan and with Alive and starting to see a few clients there and do nutrition consultations with weekly follow-ups and I really enjoyed that experience and I really liked talking to people who are motivated and really interested in their own health and it just felt like I was doing the right thing and I was really fulfilled so throughout that process someone decided to report me to the College of Dietitians because dietitians are regulated by 
governing body, which is called the College of Dietitians of British Columbia. And with, we have rules around what we can do and post and what we can say and how we approach our clientele. So I didn't know that we weren't allowed to talk about fitness and health and other mindset things like positive thinking and benefits of cold showers and all this other stuff that I practice myself. And I really believe there are benefits and there is research backing this. Mm -hmm. But because within dietetics, we're only trained to do food and nutrition, anything out of that is technically outside of my scope and I'm not supposed to talk about that. And that was very conflicting for me because I think health is so broad and there's so much more than just food and nutrition. So I really want to preach a holistic approach and really help people in the way that they need because it might not just be what you're, what you're eating, but what your thoughts are, what you're doing, if you're moving around and other lifestyle factors, how you manage your stress and so many other things that we'll probably get into in future podcasts. So that was something I had to leave behind because I do want to be able to serve my clients in a way better way and with more options to them than just food. Yeah. So that's why I gave up my license and my journey through health and fitness, I've always relatively been healthy. Uh, thankful my parents were very, they cooked well and I was always active. My dad was like, you have to do something. You have to do sports. You can't sit at home. So I was always doing track and basketball, volleyball, and I fell in love with track in high school, so I was I was the person, I was out there in the rain five days a week, my dad would drop me off, mm. I'd be sprinting, and I'd be, I'd be puking, so I was sprinting so hard. Wow, and just, the dedication! <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh my goodness! I yeah, it. I really love track, so I did a lot of, I did 100 meter, 200 meter sprints, hurdles, long jump, a lot of the fast sports, or the fast events, which I really love, so did that throughout high school until grade 12. But when I got to university, I wasn't able to do track because that level was much higher and trying to juggle my course load and do that track was too much. So I just started going to the gym, which was great. And I'd go to the gym about three times a week in my early years in university. And that was great for me to have a release and get me moving and release some stress. And you know, juggling school is not always easy. So it was one way that helped me manage it. But I really fell in love with fitness when I was going through a rough time and my sister mm -hmm. passed away. And then I realized that no one was there for me. So I was like, oh, wow, well, I need to figure out something to do to get myself out of my funk because I would call my friends or call trying to make plans. People would bail on me. No one would pick up the phone. So I was like, okay, can't sit at home. So I remember specifically one Friday night. I was so upset. I was like, can't, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. F everyone. So I went to the gym and had such a good workout. I felt so amazing. So this was back in April. So after that, April go to the gym, of. April of 2019. Wow. Uh, April, May, yeah. She passed away end of April, actually. So around May, and I was like still going through my internship. It was really stressful and just dealing with all, the, all these things. So I started going to the gym six days a week in the morning, got up early. And I was just so motivated because the results were so tangible. Like, you go to the gym, you feel good. Yeah. Awesome. Like, yeah. That's that's so simple. That's all you have to do. It's kind so, of like right away. Yeah, too. like right yeah. away. Like right, even during it, you're like, oh yeah, and you you accomplish things. You get over mental blocks. You gain confidence in yourself, and that confidence translates into other areas of your life. And I was able to just progress, and really, my friends were so surprised at how I really coped with my tra trauma from losing my sister. Mm -hmm. But it really was the I attribute that to the gym, and I always tell myself the gym saved my life because if I didn't go to the gym, I don't know where I would be mentally and. Yeah, so the gym really saved my life. And I met Rakan, and then got yeah. introduced to Andrew, and now I'm part of the team, which I'm so, so grateful for. Like, these guys are amazing, and I'm really excited to work with them. And so now I'm doing nutrition and also some coaching with the team, and really excited to get to know more people. Yeah. yeah. I think the best story is, though, how, like, we met 
and how you came to mm. if you want to share that that'd be cool yeah for sure so i met rakan at a photo shoot for a brand a protein company brand and my friend was like oh want to come to this i'm like yeah sure whatever i'm not doing much i like to try new things so i went to this random gym and met saw rakan there i was like i just introduced my like hey yeah I'm we Pearl. also knew like we knew each we kind of like we've seen each other mm-hmm. before at the gym we used yeah. to work at yeah. work out of right right and then right. yeah and then it's funny also like two weeks ago before I met you and a week before I met you Andrew and I were saying like oh we need to have a nutritionist it was literally the, the day before though was, was it, it the what, day yeah, before? it was the day before dude oh my god it was the day before yeah. that we're like man we need a, a nutritionist on our yeah, team because, because we're we saying the load was too much yeah, like, yeah outside mm-hmm. training and stuff and, mm-hmm. and then boom Pearl met yeah. Pearl and he's like you gotta meet Pearl yeah, yeah. Like, such right good energy. away we connected it yeah. was so cool that was amazing yeah. he's like oh you got me Andrew man I'm gonna give him your Instagram we'll talk and then yeah. I think the next day the next, the next day, day, yeah. day I met Andrew and Andrew was just amazing he asked me some questions just wanted to get to know me but the energy from him and we really vibed so I was yeah. like oh my gosh I love Andrew yes it's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> was awesome so oh. and then from there it was love and her was. first client was uh uh, someone who she was a client of as well, oh, which yeah. was wild. So if you guys don't know, she was uh, taking something called the Bossgram Academy, which is uh, created by a friend of mine, Vanessa Lau, who uh, wanted to start training with me and wanted the nutrition aspect. And yeah, I told Pearl yeah, yeah. that her first client was going to be Vanessa. She was blown away. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I've been a fan of Vanessa for months and months, and she's just so incredible in my eyes. And I took her course consumed her content and wanted to build my online nutrition business so take doing some of that stuff so i was like oh my god vanessa i'm gonna be coaching vanessa but she's my coach I'm like but wait what i'm not a coach it was just so amazing yeah. i got to meet her in person and she was just so awesome and she's probably gonna listen to this so i love you vanessa <laughs> but it was just amazing and literally i was like wow this is incredible like my dream one of my idols my role models i get to meet in person i get the coach on nutrition yeah. so that's really a privilege and yeah so good it's crazy how all like yeah comes in the circle yeah mm-hmm. or how things attract in so quickly oh yeah. when you get into alignment yeah. yes yeah mm. so uh the mm. same question for you okay that i asked for con <laughs> <laughs> she's dancing right now if you don't know okay she always does yeah um, you'll get to see that <laughs> Say if there's somebody who is in the same situation as you were, where they were stuck in that situation where, you know, they, you know, losing a, like, a family member transitioning over is not easy, Some, especially somebody who's so close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes I, I know of people who, who have experienced that, but they seem to um, get stuck in that space mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hold on to the screen for so long and um, didn't have fitness as a modality. What would you... Yeah. What, what encouragement would you give someone like that? I would say, situation? yeah, whatever you're going through, I think it's important to figure out what makes you feel good. And sometimes getting yourself to the gym is not possible in that moment, but get yourself out of your house, get yourself moving, go walk, go yeah. maybe to spin or go dance, some sort of movement that's going to make you feel good, get your mind off things for a while and work your way up. Like take baby steps. If you go, if you go for a 20 minute walk, great. Next day, do a little more. But it's just getting yourself out of the house, getting your mind off things, and getting moving is really important for sure. And also being able to do it on your own. I know, of course, we want to have support, but realizing that you are your number one person and you can support yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can go out by yourself and just do the things you need to do for yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me ask 
you the same question. What makes you a great coach? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a hard-hitting question for so many of you. It's such a hard question. Yeah. It's a good question, though. Because you like, have makes to like, you a really coach. reflect. Really? Yeah. You have to really interesting back at like all your clients and your experiences, all the time, the experiences yourself. Yeah. What do you have to offer? And how can you best how articulate you show it? Up? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm always evolving. I, I'm a pretty new coach, mm. so this is a harder question for me because I don't have like client feedback really yet. I think what I can bring to the table mm -hmm. is my, I, hmm, this is a hard one. <laughs> said, I think you said it best earlier. It's like you're constantly evolving. So here's the yeah. thing, like the reason why, you know, we created this team of Alive instead of just being a solopreneur and just trading on my own and not offering or sharing. I could, I could literally just do what I do now for the rest of my life yeah. and, and be okay with right. it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what you said was best was that you're always evolving. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest challenge in the fitness industry is that people stop growing. Yeah. People stop growing. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean in terms of skill set because people are always looking to fill up their toolboxes with more skills. Like, I'm going to be a, a kettlebell uh, instructor. I'm going to be a strength and conditioning coach. I'm going to train athletes. I'm going to mm -hmm. do this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. But they stop evolving not within their craft. They stop evolving within themselves. Mm. Because it's really not about the tools that you have, it's about the person using the tool. Mm -hmm. That's so important. That's how we created this team here. That's how we have a live fitness and wellness. And that's why we have one core value, which is always us first. Yeah. We must go there first before we're able to take other people there as well. Um, and I believe that in the seeds of adversity, the opportunities of, of so many possibilities are planted, mm -hmm. which is why you know, I, don't, I don't look for people who have been through challenges and use fitness as that vehicle, I think they just appear and come into our team. Because the truth is, um, we've all been through it. And, uh, and so that's why we are here right now together, creating this, because we really believe in it. Yeah. Right? Is there anything else you want to share? Well, I didn't answer the question, okay. but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I kind of almost answered it there for yeah, you. I yeah, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Finish off. But I think um, I'm quite I'm thoughtful, and I really consider the client as a whole and I consider what they're doing in their life I'm more thinking of when I coach for nutrition I just really like to adapt things and make it doable yeah. mm -hmm. and not cause people stress or anxiety and just mm -hmm. having being that supportive ear and people like to talk to me about other things as well so being there for people if they need that capacity and yeah as I'm always evolving so I'm always interested in getting feedback and I feel like I'm quite good at um, fulfilling the needs of my clients. No, that's good. Yeah. That's I like really it. good. I really like it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But on just onto your point of like how we're all about us first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing like you said that a lot of people miss, mm -hmm. a lot of coaches miss. Um, because we really need to as coaches put ourselves through what you know what we're promoting what we're saying and our you know what we're trying to spread the message that we're spread because man it's hard sometimes like following like following what we what we say you know is good for you and what you need to do mm -hmm. we do as for me implementing everything that you've taught me man sometimes i've had like some hard days like really hard days trying to you know get myself to so isn't it's not that i'm you know a super you know, guru, athlete, fitness coach, stuff like that. 
I'm still a regular person. Of course. You know, regular Joe. So I think it's really important that we put ourselves through it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we can really connect with the with the client or with the person that we're trying to help and be yeah. like, yeah, like I understand. Yeah. We have you know, to, like, yeah. And even through our tonality, yeah. there's so much more conviction yeah. because you believe in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you understand when they say oh, it's hard. You're like, yeah, I know it's hard. Like, yeah. I've been, I've been there. there. Like, I, I know am there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I am there. I'm going through that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this is how I dealt with it. Yeah. So maybe here's one way to look at it, how I look at it. Maybe this will help you or benefit mm-hmm. you. So I think that's also one of the biggest lessons that, one of the biggest lessons that you, just one of them. You taught <laughs> me so, man, you've taught me so many. I could go off for like <laughs> an hour on this. Yes. But yeah, that's one of the biggest lessons is, before I want to be a coach to people, be a coach to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a good one. The most important person to coach and lead is always yourself, yeah. above all. Um, and so yeah, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. All right, Hi, so. Andrew. Now it's your turn. Yeah, I'm introducing amazing Andrew Manamili talent. A.K.A. Shifu, Master Shifu, the one and only. I don't know where you got that nickname from, but it's, I love it. it's going on and it's stuck for a while. It's a really good nickname. It's the guy from Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Master Shifu. Master Shifu. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little rodent. <laughs> no, but you know how, you know how strong <laughs> and powerful that little rodent is? You know how strong and powerful that little rodent is? Yeah. He moves mountains, man. Yeah. He moves he does. mountains. And he you does. see how he unlocked all the potential in the panda? He did. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I am the panda. <laughs> That's how I see our relationship. He's the dragon warrior. I am the dragon warrior. <laughs> you are my master Shifu. All right. Mm. Well, thank you for the introduction, both of you. Um, so where do I even begin? My story, I, I've shared it quite a few times now. And uh, to make it uh, very short and concise, you know, uh, I went through, I reflected on this the other night and I thought to myself, like, holy shit. Like, I've been through so much. I've been through um, an identity crisis. I've been through um, uh, drug problems as well. You guys probably don't even know about that, but I've, been, I've, I've had that as well. Um, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've been in and out of challenges and problems and prisons with the law, you know, <laughs> as most of you all know that. Um, you know, I've, I've been hurt, I've been, I've been cheated on, I've been uh, manipulated, I've been, you know, I've had, I've had everything you can imagine that somebody's been through, I've gone through. Um, but the one consistent thing I always had in my life, especially when I was going through all those challenges, was fitness. And like I said before, fitness was that vehicle to help me break through my self-imposed limiting beliefs. And, you know, when I share all these things about the challenges I've been through, I, I don't share them so that you guys have sympathy for me. I share them so that you guys understand, like I've been through it too, I really have. Uh, But what that really means for everybody who's going through something, that there's still hope. Like I've been through multiple business failures. I've I've been through like having financial debt where like I nearly wanted to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, so I know what that's like. Um, And through the process of Fitness, I didn't realize what was going on, but if you saw who I was before, I was a parasite in life. I was very egotistical, like I would get in fights all the time. I didn't care about anybody else but myself. And when I was under, uh, long story short, when I was under house arrest, 
um, for a year from you know the, the lifestyle that I had before, which was you know selling narcotics, um, which I got busted and convicted for. I was under house arrest for a year, and the only thing that I could do was uh, go to school, go to work, and I was able to go to the gym. And through the process of going to the gym, I didn't realize what was transpiring within myself. But something that we promote now is meditation. And if meditation is singleness of thought, when I was in the gym and I was focusing on that one muscle group and I was focusing on that one contraction, when I was focusing on my breath, was I not meditating? Yeah, I would say yes, right? And so through that process of meditation, I began to heal in ways I didn't even know what were happening. Yeah. And I began to open up into somebody totally different. When I walk into the gym now, I would smile at people that I wouldn't smile at before. I would say hi to random people. You know, apparently I had this energy about me where people were gravitating towards me and asking me questions about what I was doing and you know how I got to where I was and um, what was different about what I was doing than they were doing. And so from this, I just kept sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing all these things that were just intuitive within myself. Yeah. Um, and from that process, you know, I was still navigating through life, but fitness was still that platform for me to grow and discover myself. And I think that's why we believe in it so much. And that's why we use it to help people, you know, like oftentimes we'll go and say that, you know, I, I want to lose the weight so that I can feel more confident or I want to uh, gain the strength so that I could uh, feel better about myself or, or I want to have more cardio so that I can uh, feel like I was when I was younger, you know, and oftentimes it's like I want to have this so that I can be this But through the process of the physical training. I never really had this desire to look a certain way I, I just used it to help move me in a direction and progress me like you and From that I became somebody and then from that Becoming of someone I started to realize who I was being and then from that beingness all the things outside of me started to transpire in ways um, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. And, you know, fitness was that for me. And it wasn't the end of it. From fitness, I started to, like, uh, navigate through life and things started to get better for myself. And I, you know, went to school. Um, I applied myself, which is really cool. I mean, like you talked about, like, when you create those tangible results when it comes down to physical fitness, um, it's those little those little wins that we celebrate. Yeah. And then from those little wins, I started to celebrate bigger wins. And then I went uh, back to school and I actually became valedictorian. And I was able to give like a valedictorian speech in front of like thousands of people. It was wild. Oh, no yeah. You didn't know that? Uh, no. Yeah. High school? No, at, uh, I was at valedictorian at Vancouver Community College. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so through that process, um, I actually uh, went into automotive collision repair and I found that the industry wasn't for me. And the reason why I say that was because a lot of the, the, the energy and the level of thinking in there was very limited. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make a change. And so mm -hmm. uh, I decided when I came back, like whenever I travel somewhere and I come back, I always have the most, yeah. the biggest breakthroughs mm -hmm. and I always have epiphanies. And so I quit my job that I was at, which was at Kermat Collisions. And I was proficient, I was, I was, I was amazing yeah. at what I was doing there. But I just knew inside that there was still so much more for me. Yeah. And so I opened up my own automotive accessory shop. Um, doing 12 volt install, which is car audio, because before I also, I also used to work at Boot Shop as car audio installs. 
Um, so I was very proficient at like electronic installs yeah. on automotive. Mm-hmm. Had automotive collision as well. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> More stuff that you did. <laughs> I told you, it's like a, little, like a box, like a magic box. Like every day you're gonna learn something yeah. that he's like, oh shit, yeah. you used to do that? Oh yeah, oh Whoa, shit. What, no way. And then from that guy's like, um, I o- opened that shop and I loved it. I was great at it. And I did really well financially at it. Mm-hmm. However, something innate within me told me that I wasn't growing and I wasn't thriving in it. So um, what happened was uh, I was at work and one day my best friend walks in. His name is Tony Bowie, who's my roommate right now. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks in and I, I knew him always as somebody who would like stutter all the time, who was very uncertain with himself, uh, who didn't carry himself in like the most prestigious manner. Yeah. Okay. However, one day he walks in and this guy's like, walks in so differently. And I'm like, what's going on with you right now? And the way that he's talking and he's carrying himself, I'm like, there's something different about you. What, what have you been up to, man? Because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've known him for a long time and I know him very well. And he's like, yo, man, I just started working at this company called LedCore and um, we're doing all these team meetings in the morning and we're doing personal golden development. And mind you, I heard personal golden development many times. And the only reason why I hear it all the damn time because I'm always pitched by some MLM company, yeah. <laughs> some multi-level marketing company. And whenever I go in there, I just feel this inauthenticity yeah, yeah. within the space. And so I never registered or, or jumped on board with any of them, except one of them with one of my friends, but I just couldn't sell the product. So yeah. I just didn't want to do it. Um, yeah. And so what happened was uh, I decided that I would go in for the interview just to see what it's like. Yeah. Because personal development was something that always interested me, but um, I just never was sure. Yeah. And then when I went for the interview and I came out of it, the Corey Leaf asked me one question that was so profound that shifted my entire world. He's like, if you could be, do, and have anything in this world, anything, what would your life look like in five years from now? And that question itself was like, what? Yeah. I never thought of that. And so that question kind of like created this internal shift within myself. And so no word of a lie, the next day I decided, hey, look, I'm going to jump on board. So I closed down my business. I closed down my business and I decided to just go and pursue this new job opportunity. And the moral behind that story in itself is that it's never too late to change careers. That if innately you feel you are called to do something else, just do it. You can never plan Mm -hmm. perfectly for the future. And it's called paralysis by perfection which is what happens to a lot of us. We always get in this planning mode and we always think that we have to plan everything out perfectly, but you don't. And so from doing this, I was able to discover a different world. And that was the world of personal development. And then from there, I started to dive deep into the literature. I dived deep into some of the audios and I started to really like learn so much about that. And then this intuitive idea came through me one time and it's like, meditate. And I'm like, I've never meditated in my life. But I've never shared this with you guys. But I was in this this house by myself. Yeah. And this house that we shared with five guys, but these guys were out doing something. Yeah. And innately it was like, meditate. So I, ne- I never knew how to meditate at all. But I just sat down, I closed my eyes, and I just began to breathe. And when I was breathing, there was no, there was no focus, there was no technique behind yeah. it. I was just breathing. And I was just sitting. And all of a sudden, I relaxed. And then I relaxed. And then I felt so relaxed that my nose started to bleed. What? Yeah, my nose started to bleed. And what? I was like, what was that? Whoa. And then so I woke up out of it, cleaned my nose, but 
um, I think that like I was so tense in my body. The discharge. Yeah, the discharge of that yeah. relaxation allowed yeah. my body to release something. Yeah. And so something therapeutic happened in that moment. Wow. Yeah. And then once again, life opens, always happens for us, not to us. And there was a moment where I went to the CEO or director who promised me a position and he couldn't give it to me because he's like, you should even be, you should even count your blessings that you're here because of your criminal record. Yeah. And then once he threw that in my face, I was like, all right. I walked out, literally wrote the resignation on my phone, emailed it to him and resigned that moment. Yeah, yeah without any plan. Yeah. But then during the process of that resignation, that liberation in itself allowed me to put myself into a state where I was able to be so creative. And I had this idea, I'm like, man, you know, everybody's been encouraging me to pursue fitness as a career, but I've always said that if I pursue fitness as a career, I'm gonna lose the passion for it because in the environment that I grew up in or developed myself in, which was um, a very popular gym here, I'm yeah. not gonna say the name, um, I saw all of the trainers that were training start off with so much passion and then yeah, lose it. And, die out, yeah. and then I'm like, there's no way I wanna do that for myself. But then I realized what was different about what I was doing and what other trainers were doing. And that was a consistent development of myself. And then once I started to dive into the literature of personal growth and development and all the um, uh, mental breakthroughs that you can have, I realized that there's so much power in what I was learning here and what I was doing physically that why not incorporate the two together? Yeah. Which is why we have the team that we have today, which is why we have the company we have today. Alive, fitness, and wellness. Awaken and live to your greatest potential. And we don't mean just awaken to your strength and your power in your no. physical body. We mean awaken to your true power, which is the inner work. Because if you learn how to look within, you will never be without. Yeah. But if you always look without, you will always be without. You see, there's always something within ourselves that we feel a lack of fullness within ourselves. And we try to fill that stuff up with stuff outside of ourselves. It's like, oh, I don't feel good about myself. Why don't I um, change my careers? If I don't feel good about myself, why don't I you know, go shopping? Or like all these little things will make you feel good in the moment. But oftentimes, if you rely on these as a substance, yeah. as a band-aid to put on top of what's truly lacking, which is simply self-discovery, oh man, life changes. Yeah. If you really focus on that, life changes. And so there was five lessons I really learned through my life. And that was number one is invest. Invest into the greatest investment ever, and that is yourself. Because the, the payment you get back is in dividends. It does not come back in a small way, it comes back in a big way. The smallest degree of change over time can have such a huge change in trajectory of where you're headed. Mm -hmm. And that comes with inner work. Mm -hmm. The second thing is detour. Understand that where you are right now does not define who you are and it does not have to be the final chapter of your life. That you can always make a change and you can always transition to other areas. Yeah. I've been through so many career changes. You know, I've been through so many peaks and valleys. Um, but it's led me to where I am today. And that's why it's all the time whenever we talk about something, I always say, oh yeah, I've done that before. Oh yeah, I can do that. It's because I've tried everything. Yeah. I've done everything. I've taken those steps. And I've, 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 I've went through many detours in my life. And then eventually it brought me to where I am today. And where I am today, I'm very happy with where I'm at. And I know that it's not the end still. I know that what I'm doing right now isn't the final form yeah. or the final modality of what I'm gonna be doing to share with the world, right? I believe that there's still so much more. Um, and I believe that for all of us, right? And the third thing is enroll. Enroll into the greatest school. 
and that is the school of life. You know, we always have this idea that if we read a book that we're going to learn so much about something or if, or if we plan that we're going to have the perfect plan. But as we all know, the greatest way for us to learn is through experience, period. So enroll, be willing to, to, to learn always and be willing to go through the experience and have that white belt mentality. Yeah, no matter where you are, always no matter be where you are. Yeah. Always be coachable, yeah. always. And let go of like being frustrated when like 100%, <laughs> yeah. right? you know, the frustration of, oh, I'm not getting this or no, I'm not understanding this, but always no matter where you are, even if you're a black belt with nine stripes and you're like the master of whatever, like the only way to progress is be coachable and be open to, let's say if we're taking the belt um, example, always be open and be coachable to and have an open mind towards a white belt teaching you even if you're a black belt. Mm-hmm. Like always because you learn so much. Like I learn so much from my clients. Mm-hmm. Like every single session, <laughs> every single session I yeah. learn something. Yeah. Even if I've seen them four times that week, I'll learn something every single day, yeah. every single session. Like always be coachable. Yes. Boom. Boom. That was the second or one of the most important things <laughs> that you've taught me one. so far. Oh, oh, was the third one? was the second one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. Sorry, sidetrack. It's all good. No, but that's really good, man. Yeah. Always be coachable. Always, because, man. Always. You know, the one thing that where you can grow always is within yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you stop growing within yourself, it's simply because you have gotten in the way of yourself. Yeah. Because you think that you know all. Yeah. But the beginning, the, the, the moment you realize how much you don't know is the beginning of all wisdom. Yeah. Boom, that's so powerful. Boom. The, the fourth thing, <laughs> one of the most hardest that I've learned through you know, my experiences in life is be willing to change. Oh, 100%. Right? Those who are often open to change win. Because if you don't bend, eventually you're going to break. And... (laughs) I hope you guys are writing these down. This is fire. (laughs) Adapt. Adapt. You have to. Be open to adapting. Adapt and also be very open to changing the trajectory of where you're at in life. Right? Because if you're not, then you're just going to keep heading down the same way that you're going. And... If you want things in your life, I'm going to fucking just throw quotes out there. If you want things in your life to change, you must be willing to change the things in your life. Period. 100%. 100%. So simple. But change is one of the hardest pills to swallow. Mm -hmm. And just remember, change, it's going to be ugly in the beginning. And it's going to be hard in the middle. But at the end of change... There's more change. There's more change. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not the quote. That's, that's not, not the quote. No, but that's like... The end of change, it is beautiful. <laughs> but there is more change. It never stops. Always. It never like, stops. Guys, I'm telling you, like, I am still learning. Always. Like, you can ask these two. They can attest to it. Like, daily, weekly, I'm coming into a new person. They're like, what's going on with you right now? Yeah. So I remember walking in one day to the gym, and then Rakan's like, dude, I don't know who you are right now. I don't know how to read you. Yeah, it's always... It's so, like, sometimes I'll... You know, I spend so much time with you. So much time. So much time with you. And then I'd think that, you know, oh, I finally, I can, I, oh, I see what, I see what state he's in. Oh, I understand. Okay, okay, okay. This is not, not the right time to ask him or it's not the, okay, okay. He's, he's doing this in his head. Like, I know, I know. And then all of a sudden he'll come at me with some completely like different energy, different mentality, different person, different awakening. And I'm just like, 
Oh my god! Like I'm still trying to change from what you told me yesterday. And, and this man walks in at 8 a.m. We like, I had an epiphany, man. I ha- listen, listen, or WhatsApp me at like two in the morning, bro. You don't understand what I just meditated on. I'm like shit, I need to change like that. Mm-hmm. I want to change like yeah. that. And you will. And I will. You but, will. But always make sure that you all will. Fifth oh, thing. the fifth thing. We didn't finish. Oh, yeah, sidetracking. Sorry, side I always sidetrack. Yeah. Actually, the fifth lesson is one of the greatest lessons that uh, I learned with Pecan uh, this year, and that is let go. And flow, baby. Yeah. Let go and flow. Let go and flow. Surrender to the process so that you can create space for who it is you are right now and who you're becoming and what's to come. Yeah. Oftentimes, we try and latch on to control yeah. that... Um, we actually take ourselves away from the experience and we actually witness that through breath work Like when you try and latch on to the control of breath work when you try and latch on to the control of meditation When you try and latch on to control of life That's when you often lose control and that's why you're often met with resistance. See I realize sorry, excuse me. I realized that You know when I'm meditating the moment I let go of control is actually when I feel most in control. Yeah Right and when you learn how to surrender to the process, you actually make space for things that you don't even know they're becoming into your existence, like Pearl. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, we had no idea. Nope. Like, even some of the clients that come out of nowhere, like, when we, when we write down a goal or an intention for the week, and then we're like, this is our intention, and we surrender to the process, and we know that it's coming, it comes. Yeah, and then one thing, too, that I realized is, okay, we write down our, you know, every Sunday, we write down our goals, we write down our goals for the week, and then... In the beginning, in my head, I was like, you know, oh my God, so Monday starts and then Friday comes and nothing has happened, nothing has changed. And then because I've been thinking about the change and I've been thinking about what I want to accomplish in the goals, but the moment Friday comes and then let's say it's a new week and I forget about what I wrote last week, Monday hits and then boom, it happens. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, I get it. I get it. I just have to let go and I just have to like trust that whatever intentions I set out mm-hmm. but of course you set the intentions you still have to make an effort to work towards mm-hmm. them yeah that's what I believe in yeah like you do you can let go and flow to Correct. a point but you have to place yourself in the opportunities and you have to place yourself in the mindset and you have to make sure that you're reaching out and working towards it yes. like don't think that you know, you write down, you're going to get a million dollars and you can wake up tomorrow and a million dollars are going to happen. It's like, okay, I'm going to write down a million dollars, but also I'm going to write down what do I need to do to get to the million dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what are the steps that I can do today? The small steps doesn't have to be the big steps that are going to eventually a year, three years, four years, five years from now, get me to the million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't just write down a goal, yeah. sit on the couch, and hope that it's gonna exactly. come. Exactly. There's two people that do that. No, there's two people that do that. Law of attraction doesn't work. What are you talking about? No, but you. What have are you to doing take out action. there? Action. You yeah. have to take action in order to attract what you want. Yeah. Like, there can't. You can't just sit down and and wish it. You yeah. Know? Okay, wish it. Write it down. Okay, now you've written it down. Okay, now it's set. Okay, now, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You're gonna get up and go after it, or you're just gonna sit on the sideline and say, "Oh, I wrote it down. It's not happening." <laughs> That is true. Good. Good insight. Now, we're almost reaching an hour into this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man. We didn't even wow. finish your story. Stop interrupting. <laughs> There's just so much to share. Yeah, there is a lot to share. Okay, you know what? We can, we can, no, no. Yeah, we can, we can go with the story next time. But what I really want to share and put across right now is what really makes um, our team 
very unique is uh, the culture that we built. The culture that we built, not around just physical training, but our own growth and development. Yeah. That's what makes us great coaches because we are going through our own experiences and growing through those experiences and learning so much more about ourselves and about our lives that we can help empower you as well to do the same. You see, it is alive fitness and wellness. A lot of companies out there, I'm not naming names or anything because I don't know specifics anyways, but a lot of people always have this idea of wellness and holistic approach, but not many have been able to actually incorporate it all together as one. And we are looking and going to, starting right now as well, we've been doing it, um, being the first to actually introduce that to the community of Vancouver because we believe that the outer work, yes, is important, but the most important work is the inner. And we want to make the conversation about the inner work more available to people because oftentimes we don't talk about this stuff. Oftentimes we don't, um, we don't know even where to look for for this stuff. We know that we want to grow. We know that we want to wake up and feel better, do better, become better, all this stuff. We know that we want to contribute. We know that we should be happier. We should be more energetic. We should be all these things. But what's really holding us back from all this stuff? And that's why we as a team dive into the inner work so much and why we have like these, these two dedicate their Sundays to this meeting so that we can dive into our own stuff and we can open up into our own stuff, have our own realizations, practice some of the stuff that I've been practicing, introduce new things to the team so that we can really evolve consistently and become the greatest coaches, not just for you guys, but for ourselves. Yeah. That is what makes us so different. And we fucking love what we do. You can tell. 100%. You can tell. 100%. You can tell that we love what we do and we're constantly evolving um, with the physical aspect as well. I mean, like yeah. our training style is so different. And, you know, a lot of people from the space that we work in right now will hear this and I will say this. And it's okay that, they, that, that it happens like this because, you know, when you're in an environment and you observe very well, you're going to observe and replicate what works. And clearly what we're doing works because so many people not only replicate what we do, but how we do what we do. Most trainers now are so engaged with their clients, they're hands-on the way we are. They speak the way that we do. They use the same language as we do. They're using the same modalities in the same forms that we do as well. So it shows that we're doing something that is great. Yeah. And so we just want to share that with everyone. Yeah, not, not hiding it, not holding it back. Yeah. But yeah, that's our first podcast for now. Yeah, I hope you guys gain some sort of insight um, and we're able to gather some sort of information that really... Um, encourages you and moves you towards your own personal transformation whatever that may look like for you guys and if you guys have any feedback please feel free to reach out to us or if you're interested in a complimentary assessment <laughs> you know um, feel free to DM any of us or email us and just come in and just see what that's like and just experience us yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Um, and yeah just check it out check it out guys like share subscribe thank you very much <laughs> there we go there we go